Well, welcome to the Look to the Star outdoor Christmas experience here at Crossway Christian Church. My name is Dave Ripper. I serve as Crossway's lead pastor and have the privilege of being your guide this evening as we experience the wonder of the true Christmas story together. We're so grateful that you've chosen to be with us tonight. We hope this experience would enrich your spiritual life, no matter where you are on your faith journey, and help the Christmas story come alive in an unforgettable way. And we hope it's a lot of fun. So feel free to snap some pictures, take in the beauty of this place, and enjoy time with your friends and family. And please be sure to wisely socially distance. For tonight to be as meaningful and as memorable as we hope it will be, we need to enlist your imaginations. On tonight's walk, we'll be imagining that we're traveling along with the wise men as they journey from the east to meet the newborn King Jesus 2,000 years ago. And just as they follow the star set in the sky, we'll be looking for stars and lights to guide our path as well. We have four stops along the way that will follow these four themes. See the star, follow the star, behold the star, and shine like stars. We encourage you to take your time at each stop. Don't rush, slow down, take in the story, reflect, maybe even pray. Notice and pay attention to what might be stirring within you as you hear the story. Perhaps God wants to get your attention in some way this very night. But our deepest desire and prayer for you is that you might experience God's peace, notice his presence, and discover more of the purpose he has for you. That's right, God has a purpose for you. So enough with the introduction. I bet you're ready to get going, right? So let's look to the star. For our first stop, walk to the right of our main doors and stop underneath the overhang, where somewhere you can take a good look at the big star atop the tree. And just for fun, wager a guess at how tall the tree is. Have your answers? Drum roll, please. It is 35 feet high. 35 feet high. So, welcome to our first stop, See the Star. The story of the wise men is found in the first book of the New Testament in the Bible. Anyone know what it's called? Yes, the first book is called Matthew. The second chapter of Matthew begins like this. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. This happened while Herod was king of Judea. After Jesus' birth, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the child who has been born to the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose. Now we have come to worship him. So who were these wise men? I'm sure you've met plenty of wise guys before, but who were the wise men? Sorry, couldn't resist throwing a totally lame dad joke in there. You can stop rolling your eyes and shaking your head now. These wise men, or magi as they're called as well, were thought to be astrologers or perhaps scholars of some kind who studied the skies for signs and ancient writings for wisdom and knowledge. Imagine you were them for a moment. You've perhaps spent a good majority of your life looking to the sky, trying to make sense of life. Then suddenly, a luminous spheroid of plasma held together by its own gravity, unlike anything you've seen before, grabs your attention. That was just a fancy way of saying a star grabs your attention. It is so striking that it causes you to drop whatever you were doing, risk venturing into unknown lands, 
and follow the star wherever it leads you. Can you imagine how brilliant, how stunning the star must have looked? How thrilling it must have been to see? What do you think it looked like? Some scholars have proposed that perhaps this star was a guiding angel only appearing as a star. Feel free to pause this recording for a moment and think about the most beautiful star-filled sky that you've ever seen. Where were you? What was it like? Well, no matter how beautiful the night skies you have seen have been, I doubt you ever saw a star so radiant that it compelled you to follow it. Yet, I believe that God uses many things besides stars to draw our attention toward him. In what ways have you ever sensed God try to capture your attention? Take a couple moments to think about this. Maybe pause the recording again and talk with others about how God maybe drawn your attention to him. But during a difficult year, like the one we've been living through, it's easy to feel like you've lost your sense of direction in life. You're not sure what to do or where you're going. Maybe tonight, as you see this star atop this large pine tree, maybe God is trying to remind you that he is near, that he is with you, that he loves you. If you feel like you've been wandering aimlessly, perhaps God is inviting you instead to a life of wonder, a life filled with meaning, beauty, power, and most importantly, a relationship with the creator of the universe. If you're comfortable, I want to invite you to take a moment to pause the recording to briefly pray. Confess to God how you feel that you've been wandering in life searching for direction. Ask that he might fill you instead with wonder and joy. But just as the wise men traveled west to follow the star, I invite you now to turn to your left, follow the illuminated pathway behind our building in a westward direction as well. And as you do, consider what the wise men expected to find at the end of their journey. What would the place be like that was the home for a newborn king. You can pause the recording now and resume it when you arrive at our second stop, the city of Jerusalem, which will be behind our church building. Follow the star. Welcome to Jerusalem. Before making their way to the small town of Bethlehem, about five or six miles away to the south, the wise men followed the star to the great influential city of Jerusalem. Evidently, the arrival of such an unusual people from the east caused quite the stir. An eruption of rumors swirled about who they were. The groundswell of talk made its way even to the ruler of the land, King Herod. Now, Herod was a corrupt, self-centered, evil king. Think bad guy. The Bible tells us that when he heard that these wise men came to see the new, real king who was born, that he was frightened and disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. Why? Well, perhaps they thought invading armies from the east might dethrone Herod as king to make way for this newborn king to ascend to the throne. 
Well, in response to this disturbing news, Herod calls together the religious leaders and asks where the ancient prophets said such a king or messiah would be born. Fulfilling the prophecy of the book of Micah, they said, Bethlehem. Herod secretly called the wise men to him to find out when they saw the star. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I too may go and worship him. It sounded like an innocent enough request, right? But Herod was lying through his teeth. As we'll soon see, the wise men did find the child. But instead of returning to Herod, they were warned in a dream not to return to him, but to go back to their country by another route. The figure of Herod reminds us that things aren't always the way they seem. There is an enemy who wants to harm us, to keep us from the relationship with God we were made for. He tries to deceive us with lies, often stirring up inflated fears and false sadness. He loves to arouse anxiety and cause us to be constantly restless. But Jesus, as an adult later tells us, beware of this enemy and to follow and practice his way, Jesus' way, instead. Jesus has come that we might have life and life to the very limit. And God wants to lead us to this life and freedom and truth through his light. Let's discover now where this starlight leads us. Pause the recording and head toward the barn and house situated to your right toward the road. Look for the star high above and follow it until you see the place where Jesus was born. Behold the star. Welcome to Bethlehem. After traveling for so many weeks or months or more that it took the wise men, the star finally stopped. The Bible says when the star came to rest, they were overwhelmed with joy. Can you imagine what a thrill of hope must have shot through their veins, the chills that would have went down their spines, maybe even tears of awe and wonder welled up in their eyes. They knew they finally arrived after a journey when they probably thought, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Countless times. Matthew's gospel then tells us, on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and worshiped him. Now often when we see a newborn baby or young child, our first instinct is to want to hold the baby, right? But this baby was unlike any other child that has ever been born. This baby was God. In reverence for such a child like this, the wise men don't ask to hold the baby, but they bow down in worship and adoration of this king. Can you imagine this little child, God the Son, who was with God the Father since the very beginning of existence. Everything that we see was made by him, and in him was life, life that's truly life. And in this life is the light that is ultimately going to guide all people. And this light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Imagine you were seeing this child with your very own eyes. Perhaps bow your head in the direction of the light to symbolize your worship of the king. Then, what do the wise men do next? Matthew goes on to tell us, Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, 
frankincense, and myrrh. If you're a kid, are those the kind of gifts you want for Christmas this year? Well, these three gifts are what have led people to believe that there were three wise men. But the Bible never tells us there were three wise men, believe it or not. There could have been four more than three wise men. But no matter how many of these men and even women there might have been, they brought their best gifts that they could in gratitude and respect for this king. Gold, frankincense, which was an incense used for special ceremonies. Some think its oils could heal certain ailments. Myrrh, something like a sap used for perfume. Whatever exactly frankincense and myrrh were, along with the gold, these gifts were extremely valuable. Many think these gifts helped financially support Mary, Joseph, and Jesus when they later fled from Bethlehem to Egypt to hide from Herod, who wanted to hurt Jesus. Now imagine you were going to bring the very best gift you could to Jesus. What's the best gift you could possibly think of giving him? What do you think Jesus would desire from you the most? As a hint, remember one of the Bible's most famous verses, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Hit the pause button for a moment to think about this and discuss it. Once you're done, you can follow the lights as they point us back toward the main entrance of the church. Stop somewhere or you can see the stars hanging among the trees. Well, welcome to the last stop on our journey, Shine Like Stars. After the wise men were done meeting Jesus, Mary and Joseph, we knew that they went home successfully and avoided running back into Herod. But from there, we don't know what happens next. What do you think they did? Well, my guess is that they never forgot this journey. I bet they told others of what they had seen, a baby who was the long-awaited king. But even more so, I bet they told others what they felt. Awe, beauty, wonder, holiness. But perhaps most of all, love. They felt love and felt loved in a way they never had before, or you could hardly put into words. Why? Because God, Jesus, is love. Just as they followed the star that led them to Jesus, I bet as they returned, they felt God giving them a purpose to shine like stars, to reflect the love that God has for us, to all people. Later on in the Bible, in a letter to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul challenges the church to shine like stars in the sky before others. Part of our God-given purpose in life is that we might shine like stars for the world around us to better see Jesus. So how on earth can we shine like stars? Here's a few ideas for how you can get started. We can shine like stars when we tell people about Jesus. One way to do that is to invite people to come to our Look to the Star walk like you did, so they can hear about Jesus like you have. Another way is to watch Crossway's online Christmas Eve service and invite others to watch it too. Or if you're a part of another church, attend your service and invite others to do the same. You can find Crossway's service starting December 22nd on our website, crosswaycc.org. 
So please help us shine like stars by sharing our service and spreading the word with others. Another idea to shine like stars is to support our big give. Each year, we collect an offering as a church that goes in 100% of the support to an important ministry or cause in our local community or world. This year, we're giving to support single moms and vulnerable children and families who are especially in need during this tough season. You'll be able to give to this Big Give online on our website, December 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And lastly, to shine like stars, spend a lot of time with Jesus. Do what he would do if he was you. Have you ever noticed how after spending a lot of time with a friend, you start to act more like they do? We often become like the people we spend the most time around. And you know what? Jesus wants to spend time with you. That's why he came. One of the names that the ancient prophets gave him was Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus came to be with us so we could have a relationship with him. And that's what Christmas is really all about. So on behalf of our whole church family, I want to thank you for coming to look to the star. I hope you felt God's peace, sensed his presence, and perhaps rediscovered more of God's purpose for you. And I'd love to close this time by saying a prayer and offering a blessing over you. God, I thank you for this beautiful night that reminds us of the most beautiful night of all, the night you, Jesus, were born. Thank you that this evening we could hear the great news of your incredible love for us, a love so amazing, Father, that you sent Jesus for us, born a child and yet a king. I pray each and every person would know how loved they are by you and would choose to follow you. And may we each shine like stars by giving our lives for the good of others, just as you gave your life for us. And now, would you bless and keep each person and each family here. Make your face shine upon them. And may you give them your peace, now and always. Amen. Thank you so much for coming. And may you and your loved ones have a very merry Christmas.